0: Taking a short trip for work. Mrs. Waterford will be joining me while we're gone. Isaac will watch over the house and the baby.
1: Where are you going? Canada. You don't own me. I'm not your property. So take a shifty little bitty me. I don't understand.
2: You and your wife are no longer welcome in Canada.
0: Welcome to Eyes on Gilead, a weekly podcast dedicated to The Handmaid's Tale. There's a lot going on in this show and we think it helps to talk it out after every episode drops on SBS and at SBS On Demand. And we hope you agree. I'm Fiona Williams and I manage coverage of movies and TV here at SBS and I'm joined by my co-hosts and fellow resistors, Sana Kadar. Hello. Hello. And Natalie Handley. Hi. Hi. So we have just watched episode nine of The Handmaid's Tale, which is called Smart Power. And uh, hoo boy, Uh, a quick recap if you can do a quick one of this one. We've kind of got two episodes worth of plot going on here, but let me count the ways. So the Waterfords embark on a diplomatic trip abroad. Serena is tempted by the prospect of a life outside Gilead. Luke and Moira are grappling with survivor's guilt. June, nearing her due date, seeks protection for her baby. And Nick makes a gesture of love that reignites the fight in our girl June. Mm, Yes. Mm. All right, Sana, as a proud Canadian, are you feeling patriotic about this one? I'm
1: feeling very patriotic. Actually, that is my highlight for this week. It's seeing Toronto representing itself because so often Toronto is a stand-in for New York or Chicago or wherever else. Toronto never gets to be Toronto. And it looked beautiful. I mean, it was very cold. looked cold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yes, I did feel very patriotic.
2: Yeah. And Natalie... What stood out for you this time? There was a lot of great things this episode, but there was one line which I just loved so much, which was... We believe the women. We believe the women. Yesterday you believed me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh I've got
0: the feels for that one. Yeah, yeah. Good, good line. And for me, um, Nat, you said you cried last episode. Mm. I got a little weeping I've in this lied. one a couple of times. Welcome, yeah. my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cried so much in the yeah. scene between Nick and Luke. And oh. yeah. yeah. For me,
0: it was the one that first started me off, the June and Rita moment up oh. in yes. June's room.
2: I want my baby to know kindness.
0: My baby needs kindness.
2: Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I need her to have someone kind. That was emotional. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I may have actually Cut teared up for the whole Nick thing as well. So yeah, you know. oh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I, I got the tears are as always well. there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not far from the surface. All right. So it opens with June and she's bored. Like it's yeah. a little while, I guess, since she had her chance with Serena and they had their um. Mm-hmm. Contemplating <laughs> the
1: star rating of this. One-time Airbnb-o. Exactly,
2: that's great, like writing imaginary reviews. Because um, she has nothing to do, nothing to read. That is a drab room. Yeah,
0: exactly. But also it means she's kind of got time on her hands. She's kind of feeling comfortable. She's yeah. settled into the room and got time to imagine, <laughs> use her imagination. But Serena puts a stop to that pretty quick when she... Sets a bit of a ticking clock Mm -hmm. and says, "June, your time's ticking, lady. When this baby's out, you are too."
1: Which I don't know if that's actually going to eventuate.
0: Yeah, I I think that was kind of an impulsive response by Serena because we saw her flogged last episode by Fred. Yeah, she's clearly feeling
1: exposed and embarrassed in front of. Yeah, but it
0: it happens literally just after she's in the greenhouse with Fred and he's making her come to Canada. Canadians think women here are oppressed,
2: that they're voiceless.
1: What was that line from Fred by the way? Oh. Sorry. Saying people think women are voiceless here. We need you to stand up and shout. Yeah, yeah. the
2: quotes like Canada thinks Gilead women are oppressed sure. that they are voiceless. Sorry
1: though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually screamed, they
0: are. Yeah. Exactly. And like he's humiliating her again. At first he says, you know, you're a part of this baby's future, which could be an optimistic, you know, you're an intellectual, but no. no. You're mm-hmm. the trophy wife that we need to mm-hmm. show the world. So that's immediate humiliation and then from that scene she then goes and humiliates right. June. Yeah, that's I think true. it's an impulse cuz Also, when she said that, I was thinking timing, like you don't say your time's running out But I'm going to Canada for a little while, so just hang around. I thought that
2: was so tactically wrong. (laughs) I just thought, because clearly she'll be afraid that June's going to run off again and that when Serena comes home, June may not be there anymore, which is why she wouldn't want to be apart from her baby. I thought, so why would you actually give June motivation to get get out out of there? there." Yeah, I think it was an impulse. It was just i I've been humiliated. I'm going to,
0: you know, I think it's just like the cycle of abuse. She's been on the receiving end of it because Fred can, so she's Mm going to do it to June because she can. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think this whole episode kind of points to the mindset of abusers because you know june raises it with aunt lydia kind of mm-hmm. a violent man he's violent to a woman he's going to be violent to a child
2: too So Can i just say i thought it was so funny that she said that to aunt lydia because aunt lydia is very violent towards <laughs> yeah, <I know>.
1: women <laughs> exactly i, 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 w- well, I would have thought you could confide in her and be honest with her
0: about anything yeah in- interesting dynamics
1: it was that was a weird scene actually because i felt like there was so much not being said and they were speaking in code almost mm-hmm. and i was like struggling to follow because what was... Because
2: June can't actually accuse anyone of anything because there could be a horrible fallout for totally. her. right. Aunt Lydia's also telling her to be careful with what she says. Yes, yes. You know, yes. so it I was... I won't
1: take insolence, was it? Yeah, um, it was
2: really tricky. Yeah, there was a lot of coded talk happening yes. in this episode because with...
0: Rita in that scene I loved as well. Mm -hmm. It's very coded and very quick, but Rita gets it. It's, I
2: can't say much either, but yep, gotcha. (laughs) I'll do what I can. I thought they had to give us a reminder this week of um, how horrible Gilead is, even though, of course, we always know. I think the previous episode... Was very different and it was very sort of internal and in the house. Whereas this time, like we mm. saw, for example, like Nick's replacement, and and we saw yes. exactly how the community thinks of handmaids. He either called June or he called Janine. I and, think it was June. Um, unwoman, unwoman, yeah. And the way that they like society actually just hates the handmaids. They really. I forgot. Yeah, I had them. forgotten
1: that they mm. were really this reviled class because mm. uh, you know June's got the baby Severns so being sort of nice to her, kind of. Um, and you know, treating her like she's about to bring this miracle into the yes, world. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh yeah, they they actually they think these are disgusting, mm-hmm. vile women. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. They're just walking uteruses.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. Who yeah. yeah. only got to that position because they weren't good enough to be wives.
1: Yeah. Like- I thought what was really funny um, last week, you Natalie talked about where is Canada? You know, why haven't they mm. organized <laughs> <a> military action? <laughs> well, got that doesn't <laughs> sound very Canada like. We don't. We're not really known for our military action. And so this week. Canada responded in the most Canada way possible <laughs> and asked for dialogue, which is what you yeah. know, precipitated the trip overseas. But I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, of course they want to chat about it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to fight quite yet. But maybe the letter is coming out now and the public response to that might change that.
2: You know, Canada's a big country. Was it a bit weird that Luke and Moira happened to be in the same city that Fred and Serena visit? Like, uh, what, No,
1: know? Toronto's the main Oh, okay. This is there. very controversial. I should not say that. If there's any other Canadians listening, but yes, Toronto <laughs> is the main city in Canada. Okay, <laughs> we'll get I'm gonna, there. We'll get to weeks now. I think it makes sense because if they're sort of in the northeastern part of the United States, it's mm. the next closest city in Canada okay. to them. Mm. Okay, good. I mean, I suppose they could have gone to Ottawa, but
2: oh well. <laughs> and also, how Nick managed to find Luke in a bar. I'm thinking,
1: it yeah, has got to be a few a bars of, around. The
0: Comrade Bar.
2: <laughs> the
1: Comrade Bar. Yeah, nice. Yes, I know that name. Which is interesting, actually, because in the opening um, monologue with June sitting there thinking, she says, you know, how impossible is a dive bar and how impossible yes. is Luke. And then towards mm. the end, Luke ends up in a dive bar with yeah. Nick.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. circularity. Yes.
1: I loved watching Serena struggle with herself. I yes.
0: loved that she got the schedule in pictures. Oh, my
1: God, I know. <laughs> and did she, her face, I feel like yeah. she felt like an idiot getting well, that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she she didn't even get introduced like no, when, the, they just when they sort of
1: walked away from her
2: yeah when they walked into the hotel he was introduced to everybody and she didn't even get a and this is my wife she got nothing she was just standing behind and they all left and then the other woman who was in that group talked to her and took her off and i just thought wow she was mm-hmm. really overlooked it kind of reminded me of um Donald Trump and Melania, do you remember? Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. anyway. Yep.
1: yeah she, was, um, she was struggling hard in this one. I mean, like watching her sort of look out the window driving down the streets of Toronto. Yeah. She looked like a child, you know. Mm. Um, Thrilled. Soaking it all in. Yeah, absolutely. And then when the conversation with the, I don't know, was he an American spy? Who was the guy? In the oh,
0: bar. part of the exiled government, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: Her conversation with him, there's a part of her that's tempted, but yeah. she's staying steely. And actually, that scene is shot when we look at her. There's a direct reflection of her in the mirror. And I think they're sort of saying, oh, she's split here. They're having some film fun there. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's a bit of that in this episode (laughs) as well, yeah. You know, she is tempted with defection. He uh, played
2: her very well. He did. He was was trying to find her point and he actually got it when he talked about fertility. Yeah. And um, Which Mm. I'm so glad he had brought that up because I I did think that it was so wrong in Gilead that fertility just seems to be, for some reason, they think it's just a female issue when like in like modern science like it's felt evenly between the sexes. Mm. Yeah.
1: And um, in her household, I mean,
2: it's Fred. It's, yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. Like, absolutely. But that's where he got her, you know, which was we have improved on the science behind this and you could be able to have a baby. And I thought, that's her weak spot, you yeah. know, that is the thing that could compel her to leave.
1: Were we surprised that she was so steely? No. No. I mean,
0: also to throw the matches in the fire yeah, at the end, at the like, end. yeah, that was kind of like, well, I closed that door, didn't yeah, I? Yeah,
2: exactly. And
0: I thought it was important she doesn't. Have a minder, you know. She's free to walk around the hotel, mm, and yeah. I think that was all part of the PR exercise.
2: Oh, right, yeah. You know, she can
0: go to the bar and have a drink and mm. look like she's being hit on by a man, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very handsome man. Yeah, but also she was wise too. She thought he was a journalist yeah. and like she was alert. She was to, very savvy yeah. about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, she said, I'm not doing interviews because you might have thought that they'd arrange a sympathetic interview maybe with a Canada's Serena, you know, because Serena was a prominent mm-hmm. conservative pundit. Yes, yeah. yeah, but like she said, no, not doing interviews. So I'm sure Fred had a hand in that too.
1: And how weird did she look walking around Toronto in those oh, Gileadian robes? Yeah. I actually think... Her outfit is beautiful in a yes. weird way. It's like the colour is stunning, the fabric's stunning, the cut. The, the cut, the draping on the shirt. I think it's all beautiful, but she looks totally out of place.
2: I did like how that little girl said,
1: Are you a princess? Are you a princess? <laughs> i know. <laughs> just staring like God's and and face. down. Yes. <laughs> mum was not wanting to engage.
2: But like Serena is beautiful and that outfit mm. is gorgeous, yeah. but it is such a marker. Like it was so interesting because we keep seeing her in Gilead where she looks gorgeous. See her in Canada, and all Standing of a sudden out like she's a sore thumb. yes, absolutely. She really sticks out in a way that Fred didn't, and in a way that Nick didn't. Mm. She is the only one which looks like she's from Gilead, and therefore she's the one which is going to cop the ire of people in society. Well, isn't that
1: interesting? I mean, they always sort of heap the virtue of a society on women. Of mm-hmm, course, she's mm-hmm. the marker, like women, I suppose, walking around in hijabs or burqas. Exactly. And
2: yep, and they they bear that brunt. They in. bear the brunt
1: exactly because mm. they're the most visible of that community. Mm.
2: And yes, on that mother at the lift, she was she was kind of all of us, wasn't she? Yeah. And you have that feeling of like, because the letters hadn't actually been published yet, but clearly she knew enough to know that she didn't like this woman. And I thought, what would you say if you were there and you were standing next to Serena at the lift? Like, you would walk away kicking yourself because you're probably thinking, Mm. why didn't I throw a glass of water
1: on her? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're evil.
2: But the
0: gesture of no, not getting on with you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So that's that's Serena. Who's next, Luke? He gets his big. I mean, we're what? This one is and the a most half. we've
1: seen of him for a little while. Exactly. Yeah.
0: We're one and a half series in now. Mm-hmm. I know, Natalie. You've been wondering what's Luke's story all yes. these years. Yeah,
2: and we finally got to see some action from him because I I have been wondering about him, thinking. Mm is he sort of leaving June behind mentally is he actually doing anything here so it was so nice to see him again and oh gosh i i think he broke my heart actually he's really heartbroken yeah. over this and when i saw him in the crowd and he had that picture of um, i know i think i'm going to cry talking <laughs> yeah, about i it. know because like of... it was like a really big photo and i just thought oh Luke, yes like and thank how you incredible for doing does that.
1: he get is it that he gets to confront his wife's captors exactly like mm-hmm. that's in, insane and amazing Hey Waterford! Waterford, you fucking piece
0: of shit! Commander Waterford, if you don't mind, and you are Luke Bancroft, you raped my wife.
1: You have a twisted perception of our country, Mr. Bancroft. But we all know the media doesn't care much about the truth these days.
0: Hey, hey! You're gonna remember my face because I'm gonna remember yours, and this is all gonna be over someday. You piece of shit! The moment where Moira says it and he just. He's up like a shot in front of the TV. Yeah. It's like, that is him. This yeah. is my in. Yeah, that's pretty great. And, you know, he's traumatised and has survivor's guilt, as they all do, and they try and go to the exiled government to say, you know, he's a serial rapist, he's a war criminal, do something. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they kind of defer to the Canadian government on mm-hmm. that. But That um, was very frustrating. Yeah, it
2: was. Mm. But then, of course, Nick, Luke, yes. <laughs> June's guys. I, I did not expect There's them to triangle. meet. Nah. Like, that it, was a real surprise and pleasure, actually. I did not yeah. expect June's pleasure. Sure. Oh, I was me. so
1: torn. I was like, <laughs> Luke's so lovely, but Nick is so good.
2: <laughs> we know your thoughts on Nick, Sana. <laughs> I um, love
1: Luke Nick. Luke yeah. too. But like, right. Nick,
2: Nick was very good about the whole thing, wasn't he? Like he was a real gentleman about treating Luke. Yeah, you know, with- he was. Little fib about the uh, paternity of the oh, child. Oh, yeah. that's
1: interesting. That's An understandable fib, but yeah, I know, fair enough. There's a bit too much truth to break, yeah, and then sort of those five minutes they had. Together, you went with the, the bigger picture. The bigger yeah. picture that can come later. Yeah, exactly. We'll broach that the next
0: time we when meet. When we see a baby yeah. with
1: bushy eyebrows,
0: Fred's the bad guy. Fred's the bad guy. Yeah, so um, that was pretty great. And the letters, of course, the are the letters, link. The
2: letters, June,
0: the letters from Gilead, the letters even found.
1: My name is Maria Guarente. I'm from Somerville, Mass. They killed my wife and took our son.
2: His name is Thomas.
1: Mm. And how amazing that they end up back with Mora. Yeah, totally. is who gave yes. her the letters, I think. Yeah. I know,
2: and she said that thing, like... No, I thought that was going to be a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I know, disappointed. And I thought, yeah, like because that, that's what I said a while ago. Women's voices can be just as powerful. Yeah. And how know?
1: amazing that a couple of weeks ago we were seeing my name is being said in the, in the supermarket, exactly. and now it's on the banners mm-hmm. everywhere as people are protesting. And mm-hmm. this is really becoming a calling card for the anti-Gilead movement. I it suppose. Is. It's totally, and just isn't it? the concept
0: of identity and um, those scenes of the placards that the the crush on the car. Mm-hmm. You know, it recalled the women's marches, and it recalls right, yeah. like. Reclaim the Night rally, like women just holding placards up. Saying, and Fred
1: recognises Moira in the crowd too. Totally.
0: That's his Ruby and she says, yep. I'm Moira, not Ruby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not Ruby.
0: That cool. Yeah. Great. Oh, Loved that, it.
1: That's, that's interesting because I, I didn't quite get that line. I was like, what do you mean you're Ruby? What? I mm. forgot that that was her.
2: Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back on the letters and them being published and having the power of a bomb. By the way, the character... Who was mute for a long time. <laughs> she really has not had very many lines. She's a very key line. But the ones that she does Carol have are all winners. They're so good. This could go boom. <laughs> these could go calm. boom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they did. So, yeah, I love that they had published them. But I thought it also kind of speaks to the media and how we deal with these sorts of tragedies and sort of like wars or a conflict happening overseas there'll be like reports of it in the news every single day and by and large people sort of brush over it and like they don't notice it or they don't read it or we sort of get tired of it and then there'll be that one thing. And I think Mm. like as a journalist, you're always kind of waiting, what is that one thing going to be that's going to make everyone sit up and pay attention to this? Because like when you're covering it every day, you feel like you start getting despondent. People aren't reacting to this and what I'm seeing is horrifying. And Mm. like I follow some foreign correspondents and you can see it in their um, Twitter feeds when they're starting to despair about... No one's really yep. paying attention. Yep. And then something will happen and next thing you know, everyone pays attention. And
0: it's so interesting that it's words this time because quite often it's an image, like mm-hmm. it's a terrifying image of a child of on the- a beach yes. yeah, exactly yeah, or, I was or, or in of. the back of an ambulance. And yeah.
1: in the same way, it's also often a very vivid personal story yep. of a particular person mm-hmm. involved in the wider conflict. And here we have many stories of women, but they're they're so vividly written by themselves and sort of expressing. Which is why it
2: made sense to me. It was because it was in their own words, it was their own stories, because so far what they've been having is probably Stories of people saying what it is like in there, but yeah. now you've actually got the voices from the inside. And, and it, clearly,
1: and if the letters have that much impact in Canada, they're not actually getting very much information out of what's going on in Gilead. Mm.
0: And of course, the publication of those letters gets the commander and Serena oh, yes.
2: booted. Yes. Yeah, with uh, my favourite line, "We believe the women." Yes, mm. very good.
1: Oh, I also like that one of the lines. Um, someone said when when they were first um meeting Fred is um he was, so yep. was part of the Canadian team and Pleasure. he was saying.
2: I was very fond of visiting the States before
0: with my husband.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is very pointed.
0: Great line. We hope oh, to come yeah. back when we're
2: welcome. Yeah, and the fact that Fred says he thinks that tourism is going to be a really important part of Gilead in a couple of years, and I just thought
1: really yeah. yeah Like,
2: what are you gonna make that work i just yeah. can't see you're it. gonna
1: get the double decker bus come past yeah no nah. like it's almost like as if you're going to some pioneer village that's like yes. set up yes. like it's <laughs> back in the 1880s or something exactly yeah, yeah.
2: nice okay. try fred yeah. <laughs> not gonna work he's a very he's a very good liar though i'll give him that yeah
1: Yeah, how convincingly did he say, oh, there's so much misinformation, the media tells all sorts of lies when Luke confronted him about raping his wife and all the rest. Where have we heard that before? Where have we heard that before? And
0: the consequences, you know, they are kicked out and he gets back the gall of saying, we're very lucky in some ways, aren't we? And it's, I mean, you are, you didn't get arrested, you you didn't get,
2: Mm -hmm. you're not in The Hague. Mm -hmm. Also for Serena, I thought that perhaps all that protest may have changed her mind. If she was tempted to go to Hawaii, I thought... Perhaps she realizes now how the wider society will treat her and that if she does she has no
1: other option but yeah. to stay.
2: Yeah, exactly yeah. because she is quite famous and so people and would know she has know some who she status, is. yeah. Yeah, so perhaps she can kind of see two societies or two pathways for her. One in Gilead where she has status, where she has where she has power and the other one if she goes to Hawaii then she's going to be known and she's not going to be treated very well likely. So I, yeah. I, I was wondering if actually those protests were going to solidify her <laughs> to actually want to stay in Gilead. Though i got to say, Fred, I think, has made a tactical mistake. I think last week we talked about when Fred chose to punish her, he didn't have to do that. And the way that they once had an equal relationship and they really don't anymore... He didn't have to do that either. He has made all of these choices. And I think there's possibly a tactical error on his part because she doesn't have power anymore. She actually has some motivation to leave Gilead because mm. she also is getting punished. She's getting left yeah, out. She right. has, she, like, she does have no voice. The only reason why you would stay is if you felt that you were being treated better than everybody else. And she is, but she also isn't. Yeah. So I thought, oh, is this perhaps a big mistake on Fred's part? Good and point. also,
1: you know, I suppose she still firmly believes in her religion and in her interpretation of religion. Well,
0: that's the thing that came across last episode, didn't it? You know, she was able to justify the bending of the rules for the greater good, for the mm. future of Gilead. Yeah. And it's still doing the Lord's work, even if we're cutting a couple of corners. And also, if
1: she runs away now, I guess that's her entire life's work just thrown out the door. You mm. know, she's not quite ready to let go of.
0: She won't get a second shot at no. <laughs> You're trying to build it somewhere <laughs> I else. Don't think so. I did like one of her first scenes in The Greenhouse with Fred. She says that the grey mould is setting in, you know, and I thought that was a nice. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, that's the least Sounds of what's like settling in exactly but you know that's Grey Mould is a good description of the commander as I've heard
1: yeah. <laughs> He's grey mould in uniform. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. And so, just finishing off the Canada element, we've got that scene where Moira's counting down the seconds until they leave mm-hmm. airspace, and they have an impromptu celebration. Yeah. But it's quite poignant because then someone starts singing "God Bless America" mm-hmm. impromptu, and I couldn't help but connect that back to the Deer Hunter, the movie where that is the incredible ending of that devastating oh, right. film. I haven't we- seen it. All oh, right, yeah, oh, you should. <laughs> okay. um, also no about trauma, and also about. Kind of the breakdown of american values and in relation to the vietnam war oh, and it's okay. um yeah incredible but yeah I, I couldn't help but see that's more than right. a coincidence that mm. someone starts singing that oh, okay. at
2: that time Yet, so
0: i think I also cry. well i cry in deer hunter and it just connected me back to <laughs> yes. that, um, that moment
2: so while serena and fred have been in canada June, who has now realised that her time is coming up in Gilead. Abruptly. Yeah. Yes, because she should be staying for a few extra months after the baby is born for the weaning phase. Yeah, which we touched on last episode. we were trying to calculate. Yeah, that's right, how long (laughs) has she got left? They didn't say how many months. Serena did say we are in the last trimester Mm. now. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because June has never really talked about this baby as being her own. Mm. Um, In fact, she's mainly talked about it either as an it or as Serena's baby. Whereas is Probably this a
1: coping mechanism Oh well, exactly yeah. yeah and
0: this is only when she almost lost it and it was I'm going yeah. to get you out but, of here yeah. yeah
1: and so this
2: episode she actually was treating it like it was her baby and like mm. she was a mother and she was trying to make sure that the baby was going to be okay and she called her gone. a her whereas yes. Fred assumed it was him it was just quite telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we saw her trying to look out for her baby because she realises that she, there's a good chance she's not going to be there yeah. after the birth
1: but after her final little words to camera well
2: here it is yeah
0: she's looking for a godparent and then Nick comes back with news from Canada mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the developments that happened there that's such a great scene, yeah, just that, and shout out again to
2: Elizabeth Moss for the way she plays it yeah. because she actually looked like June at the end, like you know when she laughed yeah. and yeah, said, her
1: hair was down, like a yeah. picture with Luke and mm-hmm. yeah." And yeah. Nick
2: said that like Luke and Moira are living together. And when she yeah. laughed and went, they're gonna kill each other. Exactly. She just, she just seemed so June, and I was yeah, I was very happy for her in that moment. And Nick was very kind to have gone up immediately. I was stressed the entire time, by the way. The knock on the door was really loud. Those floorboards are really loud. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know how find they get away in that room. <laughs> meeting up
1: with each other half the time that they do. He did say caught.
0: Eden's gonna wonder where I am. Yeah, yeah. And he
1: was standing in the window, and I'm thinking, Eden can see you, dude. Get out of the way. <laughs> Red might come up, running <laughs> some something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm always primed for horror yeah. Yeah, in yeah. this show. <laughs> and he said that Luke loved her and then he told her he loved her. Yeah,
0: mm. and a kiss on the cheek because yeah. he knew. Which was no. appropriate. She's, she, you know, mm. she's thinking of Luke right now. This is not my this time. This makes me love
1: Nick even more. It does. He's, He's been really so nice, nice to about all of this. They really
0: built him out to be a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't have to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: that would. Yeah, I would have hated Nikki. Yeah, I daughter. know, right? Yeah, no.
0: So it's important that he did. And again, you mentioned sort of the the film techniques in this one. In this scene, we have some camera movement, which yeah, it's me. quite
1: moving, quite wildly. Yeah. Actually.
0: When when she's like, "What? What is out," and and yeah. you saw Luke, and yeah, so that was that was pretty good. And it reminded me, you know, how fixed the camera is otherwise, because yeah. you notice that kind of thing. But just the light and the shade of this show that in that scene, you know, it's so heavy but Mm -hmm. there is a levity and you know she laughs and her face lights up just Mm -hmm. yeah great oh and the ending and like yeah
1: I'm gonna get you out fuck that yeah (laughs)
2: fuck it and Rihanna song
1: Yeah, yeah so good
2: We've talked a lot about if we're going to get Aunt Lydia's backstory, and we kind of got a little Ooh, hint of it this I time. That. And it made me think, I don't know if I want to know anymore. I think I may have changed my mind on this. Which is. Um, I'm
1: confused. What did we actually learn about her? She had a nephew who died at four days old. She's
2: very quick what? to say it
0: wasn't her fault. It wasn't her yeah, well, fault. But I, so a I thought about that. I was
1: really confused about that for a while. Like, I'm like, was she a midwife? Was she involved somehow? But then I listened back to it, and. June says, I'm sorry. And then Aunt Lydia says, Yeah. Wasn't my fault. So is she just saying, don't say sorry to me, or is there a deeper meaning?
0: I, mean, oh, I think she thinks it was her fault.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot I mean, of people. I was grappling. confused by that. There's, yeah. There's some mental trauma there. I totally. Think. Like everyone's
0: feeling guilty about a lot of things. You know, there is the survivor's mm-hmm. guilt over in Canada, and Aunt Lydia's carrying a lot of baggage. She would have to be to be so brutal. You know, Mm. and I want more. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Really? I was so
2: disturbed by that. I was like, oh, Oh, same. Same.
0: (laughs) So there was a lot to unpack in that one. Mm. Uh, Where are we? What do we think is going to happen next week?
1: I feel like my hopes have been lifted so many times, they've been dashed so many times. Whatever I predict never (laughs) never comes true. Zero Mm. idea what's coming next. (laughs) Like, clearly, she's feeling like she wants to try to get the hell out again. Yeah. Mm. How she's going to go about that, I have no idea.
2: I was thinking the same thing. I thought, all my predictions, like the show is so good, it's written so well and I really have no idea where it is going to spin off to next.
1: (laughs) So maybe it's actually going to go totally crazy on us because we are left being like, what could possibly happen next? Yeah,
0: right. I think... Emily's back, but we haven't really had any interaction with her. They haven't had their time together. And I think June might turn to her as her ticket out. Like, Emily has nothing to lose. You know, she's literally been to hell and back Mm -hmm. and and she's fiery and June's got the spark back now. So Mm -hmm. I'm expecting a bit of interaction between them next episode. I remember a clip from the trailer for this season and there's a line from Fred that I don't think we've heard yet. Mm -hmm. And he's saying it to Serena. If you'd shown that girl one ounce of kindness, she'd never have left. So someone's getting out. out? I don't think it's Eden. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't care about Rita.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I'd forgotten about that Mm. because we didn't see that line when she left. first no, no.
0: We didn't see them much at all.
1: No, when she was gone.
0: So that, I just was, I was. Well, I'm very ooh. glad
1: at the idea of her getting out because what I loved about this episode actually is it felt quite different in that we sort of finally got to leave the claustrophobia of Gilead. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we were right. in Toronto, so it was obviously a completely different setting. But it had been feeling so claustrophobic the last few episodes, and this time we got a taste of freedom. Mm-hmm. So I need
2: more mm-hmm. that. Yes, please. Yeah, fight back would be good. Yeah, fingers crossed. We got. So we got four eps left in this season. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be like Game of Thrones. You know how like the second last episode is always the huge one, the huge battle scene. I wonder if the second last episode is going to be that sort of enormous, explosive, all the action happens, you know, breathtaking scene.
1: And then what um, happens in the last? I stopped watching Game of Thrones. I stopped I I watch watch The it, Red yeah. Wedding. Oh, because this Couldn't show has actually it.
2: been my Game of Thrones replacement ah. because normally it's on like April, May. And it is like the one show that I just need to watch every single week as it airs. <laughs> we and I was just love like,
1: watching women be treated horrible, apparently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like Game of Thrones is actually over the seasons has finally come back and the women are kind of in charge now, oh, which has been it. really interesting. But it's not on this year, it's on next year. And I thought, how interesting that The Handmaid's Tale, which which <laughs> yes exactly has like so much sort of violence in it, but that has been my Game of Thrones replacement. So it is sort of still on my <laughs> eyes it's on my, on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> So I think we've got like two more episodes to go if that's how they're going to play it. There's two more episodes to go and then And then what the then last like one is the a third downer. one could be huge and then um, And then the fourth one will end on a what? Like yeah. series
0: 1 did because exactly. we know if series 3 is coming as yes. well. Yes.
2: Yes. So maybe like she gets it out, but like the last episode is they find a way to get Hannah perhaps. I like that Luke mentioned Hannah in yeah, this right. episode. Yeah, finally. Mm. Yeah, finally.
0: And June mentions Moira was Hannah's godmother,
2: yeah, so you know,
0: obviously, she doesn't know who's got Hannah, so she doesn't know if she's got kindness in her life, but um, so that's kind of propels I'm her this episode. If we'll
2: see, um, Luke's ex wife again. I thought it was, yeah, that's weird true that they sort of dropped her in the season a few episodes ago and that she sort of creepily appeared at the cafe looking mm. at June and Luke when they had baby Hannah, mm. and I thought that's a weird thing for them to have included. I have a feeling that she's gonna that she's gonna come back, mm. which I'm not really looking forward to. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> Look who's back. Yeah. yeah, so we shall see.
0: Now, Sana, you're off, much like a commander and his trophy wife.
2: <laughs> not much like
1: that at all, really. Um, yes, I am. I'm off to Europe and then back home to Toronto, where um, I might go do a walking tour of Gilead locations. No, will <laughs> Um But yes, I'm I'm away now. I'll miss you guys. Oh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. This.
0: How nice to end on a big Canada episode to send you off into the <laughs> yes, world. Yes, very fitting. Yeah. So we'll try and loop you back in. Uh,
1: For the finale.
0: I know, at the very least. In your absence, we shall be joined again by Haiti Island.
1: Yes, she's great.
0: Yes, she is great. And... Uh, Nat, you're sticking around? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not going anywhere.
2: <laughs> I, I, I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. You are here for the long this is, haul. This is the highlight of my week. <laughs> oh,
0: same. Totally same. Well, look, thank you both. This one has been a biggie. And yeah, and thank you for listening. We love hearing how you feel about this show and mm-hmm. how you feel about our interpretations of it. Yeah, and the Twitter
1: and comments make us feel like we're actually being heard. Totally. Yeah. And yet, and I love the that you check us when we find. get things wrong. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> there, there have been a couple of people who, when we spoke about the, the scene when the explosion happened at the centre for processing handmaids, that there was a row of handmaids above, That that's why there was more handmaids killed yeah. than commanders. Didn't get that. Exactly. That, so and, thanks for
0: pointing that out. And the theory about the rows, that must have come from Serena because she runs the greenhouse. Yep. Fair yep, point. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so keep them coming. We love it. And also, while you're at it, please give us a rating or a review wherever you're hearing this on whatever podcast platform you choose to use. So as we know, new episodes of The Handmaid's Tale premiere every Thursday... But, and for one week only, we've got a slight disruption to the broadcast schedule, so listen in. On Thursday the 21st of June, episode 10 is going to premiere at SBS On Demand only, just for the week, because of a little event called the FIFA World Cup. So just for that week there'll be no TV broadcast, but we'll be back on SBS the following week with a double episode to catch it all up. So to be clear, 21st of June, episode 10 is at SBS On Demand only. The following week, 10 and 11, are going to drop on SBS TV channel. While we're at it, if you want to re-watch series one of The Handmaid's Tale, you better get in quick because it expires from SBS On Demand on the 30th of June. Season is not going anywhere, but season one, if you want to re-watch it or if you've got some friends who are starting from the beginning, be warned, you don't have much time and you're going to have to binge the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so for more Handmaid's coverage, head to SBS Guide, where uh, me, as the sucker for punishment that I am, I'm doing episode recaps, because I don't have enough Handmaid's Tale in my (laughs) life, and for recommendations for other things to watch as you await the new episodes, you might like our other podcast, The Playlist, which I also host, along with my colleague Nick Bessine. And you might also like a new drama that's launching at SBS On Demand this week, which is a smart, scripted drama called Counterpart. Check that out. Eyes on Gilead is produced by Dan Barrett and edited and mixed by Jeremy Wilmot.
1: You don't own me, I'm property. take dirty When the beauty comes, don't
2: forget
0: to ask for your ice cream. Until next time, don't let the bastards grind you down.